You are listening to Just One Glass, Episode 10, Perfectionist Thinking. Welcome to Just One Glass, a podcast for high-achieving type A millennial moms who want to explore their relationship with alcohol without judgment and without labels. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a life coach, a successful entrepreneur multiple times over, a mother, and most importantly, a fellow human. When I took control of my negative patterns with alcohol, my entire life changed for the better. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can find the same freedom in your own life. So whether you're just getting curious about your drinking, or you're ready to dive deep, I've got you. Hi, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for continuing to tune in each week and for sending your friends and loved ones my way. This conversation is so important and we need to keep having it. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and that is perfectionism. As we do this work, especially as high-achieving women, we can sometimes run into perfectionist thinking. I know for me, it used to be pretty much constant. But before I dive into today's topic, I want to take a moment to remind you that the seven-day alcohol freedom experiment is now available. It's completely free, and it's now live and on demand. In this little video program, I take you through an experiment of sorts, where we completely stop drinking for seven days, and then we see what happens in our brains. This experience helps to provide clarity around the deeper reasons why you might be drinking. We say the best way to find out why you drink is to stop for a while and see what happens, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And from there, I teach you some foundational tools to be able to start creating the ideal relationship you want to have with your drinking. This might look like quitting completely, and it might look like simply cutting back and having a deliberate and conscious relationship with alcohol. Either way, I want to help you get some tools under your belt to do this work on managing your mind so you can have whatever you want in this arena. To sign up to get instant access, you're going to head over to michellecapler.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage, and then click the button to sign up today. I'm also going to post a link in the show notes so you can find it easily, so you can scroll down and find that. So let's talk about perfectionism. I will start by saying that I myself have wrestled with the issue over the years. And I think this is a fairly common trait among high-achieving women like you and me. I looked up the definition of perfectionism before recording this episode, just so we're all on the same page with what it means. And from the definition that I understand, it's essentially the refusal to accept any result less than perfection. And it's also defined as somebody who subscribes to the idea that perfection actually exists and is attainable. If you've ever questioned your own perfectionism or wondered if you fall into this category, it probably means that you have this tendency, at least on some level or in some area of your life. There are certain traits that perfectionists often have, such as all or nothing thinking, that is setting high expectations and being disappointed if they're not met, and that even an outcome that is, quote, almost perfect is seen as a failure. Perfectionists are highly critical. They hone in on imperfections and have trouble seeing anything else. Even if there's high success in a given scenario, they're very focused on the part that's failing. Perfectionists are highly focused on results. They're unable to enjoy the journey or focus on the learning from it. They're fixated on what they will achieve in the end. 
perfectionists often procrastinate. They have such a huge fear of failure that they end up not taking action or doing anything at all, which interestingly means that they are failing ahead of time. Do any of these sound like you? These are just a few of the characteristics and qualities that I came across in my search to understand the concept of perfectionism on a deeper level. But I think it's interesting to have a conversation about this in the context of drinking and any other habit that we question or want to change. Let me give you a scenario and you can decide if this sounds like you. This was what it was like for me. I would wake up on a Saturday morning, probably feeling hungover, probably feeling a lot of shame about the amount that I had to drink the night before, probably asking myself a lot of overcritical questions and probably beating the crap out of myself. And then I would decide, I'm stopping drinking for good next Monday. I'm going to quit completely. I'm going to take the rest of the weekend to drink whatever I want and quote, get it out of my system. And then on Monday, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to quit forever. And then Monday would come around and maybe I would quit for a few days. And then midweek, something stressful would happen at work, or I would have a disagreement with my spouse, or I would find my kids particularly irritating on any given day. And I would have a drink to deal with my uncomfortable emotions. And from there, I would immediately move into screw it mode. And I would say to myself, well, you messed up. So what's the point? You had one drink, so you might as well have more. And then I would drink the whole bottle instead of just one. And then I would wake up the next day with a renewed sense and strength and guilt and shame. And I think, well, I'm not doing that right. So I might as well not do it at all. And then one night of drinking would turn into two and two would turn into a week, and the cycle continued. Can you relate to this? And let me ask you this. Are there other areas of your life in which you experience the same tendencies outside of the context of your drinking? This can even happen with, quote, healthy habits. Have you ever decided that you wanted to start a new exercise program or eating plan or stopping a habit that you wanted to stop, like biting your nails or cursing in front of your kids or complaining about your spouse? And your expectations of yourself are to start and then only get it exactly right from the get-go and to make it to your end goal perfectly. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to be a person who does yoga. I'm going to become a person who does yoga. So I'm going to start on Monday and I'm going to do yoga every day. I'm going to go seven days a week right from the get-go. And maybe you start out doing it the way you had intended for a few days. But because your actions are being fueled by feelings of inadequacy or self-judgment, coming from thoughts like, you've got to do this right, or you can't mess this up, it creates an experience of resistance, of white-knuckling your way through it. There's no compassion. There's no acknowledgement of your humanness or life's way of presenting unexpected things. See, the problem with perfectionist thinking is that when you hold the belief that perfection is actually available and attainable, which newsflash it isn't, you actually miss out on opportunities to learn from the path you take to get to your goal. When we're so fixated on the end result, we can't take advantage of and grow from all of the steps in between where you begin and where you end up. And let me let you in on a little known secret. The reason why my life is so much better now than it was when I was drinking is not because I stopped putting alcohol in a glass and ingesting it. The reason why my life has become more beautiful and amazing than I ever imagined is because of the person I had to become in order to achieve that goal. 
And that was done through careful consideration along the way. It was done through making mistakes and learning from them. It was having compassion and taking a curious approach to my journey. It was asking a lot of questions. It was examining my thoughts and learning how to sit with discomfort from a compassionate place, not a forceful place, not a place where I was putting myself here because I hate myself. It was not from doing it perfectly. It was not from focusing intently on the end goal, which was to become a non-drinker. And it was not from being unkind and hypercritical. So you might be thinking, what does that look like in the practical sense to take a non-perfectionist approach? What could we call that instead? An imperfect approach? A human approach? I think the first thing to address is this idea of counting days, a pretty common theme amongst non-drinkers. It's such a common cultural narrative encouraged by our friends at Alcoholics Anonymous that it's useful to count the number of days that you've been, quote, sober, and if you, quote, slip up or, quote, fall off the wagon, that you have to start over from day one. The problem with this is that it completely disregards everything you've learned during the time that you didn't drink. And if you look at it like you have to, quote, go back to the beginning and start over, I think it inaccurately answers this question, which is, are you the same person that you were when you began? If you consider an experience where you're taking a break from drinking and you approach it with a compassionate, curious, open mind, let's say you take seven days off. Are you really going to be the exact same person and be in the exact same place that you were seven days before? Are you really going to have the same perspective and self-knowledge if you're really paying attention Will you truly have learned nothing from that experience? In my experience, this absolutely was not the case. But if you're so focused on the end goal and you can't allow yourself to have an experience that's anything other than your idea of perfection, you're going to miss everything in between. And that in-between place is really where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens. So you might be saying, okay, but how do I do that? And I have some ideas for you. The first one is, when I work with my clients, we operate from the perspective of, we are human and sometimes things come up in life. And I would encourage you to try those thoughts on too. That's where the compassion comes from. And the next part is the curiosity. And we get this from asking questions instead of beating ourselves up with our own thoughts. If we can tune into our curiosity when something doesn't go according to plan, That's where we learn more deeply about ourselves and become the next version of ourselves. When I'm working with my clients to change their relationship with alcohol, we expect that things will come up and that they might drink when they hadn't planned to. And in that instance, we use an exercise called write it down and move on. This exercise involves answering a series of questions in writing, as you may have imagined. I like to recommend that people actually take pen to paper and literally write. This allows us to slow down our brains so we can really examine what's going on. The first step in this exercise is to answer a few questions about what happened. What were the thoughts and feelings that led to the drinking? We get really factual about the circumstance. This allows us to take the morality out of what happened because what actually happened was that someone put alcohol in a glass and ingested it. No more, no less. When we get to that place, we can begin to ask questions about what we learned and what we might do differently next time. And from there, we can look at it as a learning experience. We can look at it as what is actually a necessary part of the process. If we're so hyper-focused on never, quote, messing up, 
and making sure we, quote, do it perfectly, we can't actually witness ourselves evolving into a new version of ourselves. And that is the fun part. That is the reason why we set these goals, to see what we're made of and who we can become. That is where the sense of accomplishment comes from, not from the fact that we no longer open a bottle of wine, pour its contents into a glass, and drink it. Are you curious to learn more about this concept of write it down and move on? I have really good news for you. The full details of this exercise are included in the new 7-Day Alcohol Freedom Experiment. It's now live and available, and it's totally free. You can head over to michellecapler.com to sign up, or you can click the link in the show notes. And as always, if you're looking to take this work to a deeper level and you'd like some one-on-one support, let's get on a call. You pick a time, we get on Zoom, you tell me about yourself and your goals, and I tell you all about how it works when I'm your coach. You can head to michellecapler.com to book your free consultation. That's it for me this week. I'm going to be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend. <laughs>